0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Friday, so it's time for the weekly wrap. And with me, wrapping the week that's almost concluded this week is Arnu Smith from Sky Blue Fund Managers. Arnoo, I think the story of the week, in the absence of a lot of corporate news, is the South African Rand got to 1385 yesterday, retreating a little bit since then, but (coughs) nonetheless, (coughs) a strong, strong currency.
1: Yeah, um, so we've seen a complete, well not a complete turnaround but somewhat of a turnaround in the currency Um, and it's also we've seen um, I think the first quarter the number for inflows into local equities, foreign inflows is also positive so whilst everybody in South Africa has probably been telling their clients to take money offshore um, and there's quite a few articles that was doing the rounds during January and I mean, it seems as though the foreigners has been buying us. Uh, they have been acting contrary to what we've been doing in South Africa. Yes. We not including myself. Um, And then, uh, I mean, if if you just look at the market itself, the market being the JSE now, um, that's that's up close to, I think it's 16% for the year to date, Mm -hmm. uh, as at the end of of March, slightly higher probably now. So, I mean, we've seen some good returns locally, and um, I'm afraid a lot of local investors have missed this because um, the focus has been to... To cut risk and to maybe move your money into dollars or, or, or pounds, and that's probably not been the right thing to do. Um, but but what is interesting is is that if if you compare uh, the rand to to the Brazilian real and and the Turkish lira, which is the two we've been following uh, for quite some time, uh, um, the Turkish lira is now it's. it's gone completely, uh, you know, it's, it's sold off. Obviously, they've got their own issues, big issues. And so we've seen a bit of a divergence between the Turkish Nero and, and, and the other two. But we have been following, to a certain extent, the Brazilian real quite closely up until now. Um, and we are now currently slightly stronger than than what the Brazilian real is. So it shows you that um, that uncertainty that was there towards the end of 2018, it seems as though uh, foreigners uh, now happy with what's happening in South Africa, mm. or we're listening to Moody's or whatever the case might be. But something has changed the sentiment. Maybe it's just the, maybe it's just told off too too, too harshly. Uh, and, and it's now just recouping some of those losses. I'm not sure. But but it seems as though something has changed in terms of Rand sentiment.
0: If you'd have bought the, the market, and when I say the market, the overall index, the all-share index of the JSC Securities Exchange on the first trading day of January, and you'd come back today and you'd phoned up your, your fund manager, i.e. Arnus Smith from Sky Blue, and said, okay, how am I doing? Tell me the, Give me the worst story. And you said, well, you're up 16%. You'd probably say, I would have taken that for the year, given what happened in December.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel exactly like that. We run a very simplistic uh, equity model for the share portfolios uh, for private clients. And as the end of of March, we were up 17.7%. And I mean, if if a client had asked me in, in the beginning, like the first of January, if we had a New Year's party and he asked me what what can I expect from the market, I would have never guessed seventeen point seven percent within one quarter. So it is an astonishing, and um, but but it does come from a very low base, and it's also it's primarily driven by by rand hedges and um, the resource for mining companies, and that was on the back of a weaker rand. So with the rand. Now, turning around, we might see a, the rotation in sectors. So I do think it's worthwhile, if you're still in the market, is maybe worthwhile looking at different sectors and maybe taking some profits from some of the rest, those ran hedges and uh, mining companies, and maybe moving it into more SA-focused um, place, which is a lot cheaper still um, compared to some of the ran hedge um, companies listed.
0: Well, that has been a feature of this week. A sort of a mini trend has emerged this week. And you saw one day when I think something like Mr. Price was up 7 or 8% and Standard Bank was up 6%. <laughs> and it was the domestic stocks. And a couple of the fund managers that I speak to are obviously putting their money where their mouths are because they've been talking enthusiastically about local stocks. And suddenly that performance is there. The big question, of course, is always, can it last? I mean, is the Rand hedge story over? Are the Platinums, <laughs> have, they, have they shot their bolt? Or is this just a a short-term change in trend, what we've seen in the last week?
1: That is obviously, that that is a very, (laughs) that's probably, that is the pertinent question currently. I mean, the S&P 500 is also trading at very high multiples, very demanding multiple, um, close to all-time highs. And we are heading into earnings season. So I think it's probably, we have to wait and see what happens in earnings season. On the US market, and that will probably feed through into the local market. Um, but, I mean, we spoke about this last week as well. And obviously, City must have listened to your podcast or something. Because they came out of an article um, over the week where they also said the NASPERS effect is actually, uh, you know, you can't really see the value in the market because of the NASPERS effect, because of it being 24% of, of the local index. Um, and, yeah, so… There is still some, there's a lot of stuff still in the index that's not expensive, Um, but some of the ran hedges is definitely looking a bit uh, fully priced now. So, like I said, you know, it could last longer, but it's not necessary to say that it would last on the all share in general it could be that the the sectors like banks and stuff like that starts out performing now um having said that if, if you just look at momentum now momentum obviously can change <laughs> within a week within a day i suppose but if you just look at a normal 120 day uh moving average versus the index level i mean there's still some momentum on driving or still some momentum behind the index um although had it has run very very fast so it could be we could see next week we could see a bit of profit taking with some of the sa flavor um doing better than than the ran edges
0: yeah there is of course a group of people who are top down and who are fundamentalists and they'll say to, they'll say to you this is not justified look at the manufacturing production numbers for the month of february <laughs> this week 0.6 uh, and uh, the yeah. mining mining production numbers down seven and a half percent they'll say that this is this is not sustainable and therefore the impact on gdp is going to be going to be manifold over the next two or three quarters and in fact some people are now saying that we're saying before one and a half maybe 1.6 percent gdp for 2019 now slashing that to below one percent and that can continue
1: yeah look at I think we touched on this last week as well, and I mean the market can stay rational for longer than what you can stay rational mm. and I think that 's the problem with the top down view is, is that uh, we 've seen it in, in China before we 've seen it in most countries' where the the, the equity market just it does completely the opposite than what the economic data does and um, so it could well not could be it is exactly the same thing that we've seen up until now where economic data is definitely not great in South Africa uh, not at all um, yet the market's up 17 percent so or 16 percent but I would just like to re-emphasize that it's from a very very low base so uh, there was definitely upside, you know, the, the the market was priced at a discount and it's probably just catching up to that. And then, like I said, I mean, the, the, one of the big drivers was the RAND. Now that we've seen a turnaround sentiment, that driver could be gone for, for the next couple of months if the RAND stays where it is. Because if, even if you look at earnings and you don't, if you just go one step down from top down, being economic data, and you take it down to earnings, and you look at at and Pay's results that came out this week a price deflation of 0.1 or 0.3%, a turnover growth, like for like 4.8%. Earnings per share is up 13%. But I think if you look at the turnover growth versus price deflation, it tells you something about margin. And Pick and Pay has been very, very good at at cutting costs over the last couple of almost the last two years, three years now. Uh, one of the, the better retailers in terms of doing that. Um, it, it tells you something about uh, there's, there's definitely margin squeeze um, happening in the local market. We've seen it through, uh, like I said, Pick and Pay results. You can see some of it, not a lot. But if you look, for example, at Pioneer Foods and Tiger Brands, it's definitely happening. Um, the input cost is going up, and the money they or what they get paid for the product is, is 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 in decline because of deflation, because of the low, very slow e- economy. So there's no, there's there's basically in- No demand-driven inflation uh, or demand growth in the economy and therefore um, prices can't really go up uh, to the end consumer, but the costs keep going up. And I think we're seeing a bit of a margin squeeze in a lot of those types of, of local companies.
0: Anu, moving to overseas now, it's a similar story, but for different reasons. You've got the S&P and the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones, all close to all-time record highs. And there was a melt-up phase, but now it's just steady, steady, grinding bull market. An unloved bull market in many quarters, but a bull market nonetheless. And this has been phenomenal. We've been brilliant at 16%, 17% in the first quarter and a bit. But the the overseas markets, the S&P and, as I said, Dow and NASDAQ, really are on fire.
1: Yeah, look, and then, like I said earlier, the, you know, the proof is now in the pudding. We're moving into to earnings season, and we'll have to see what happens in the earnings season because it's priced now for not perfection. As, well, I suppose you can say perfection, because uh, the, the the multiple on the market is, is, is a demanding multiple. It's not as though the market's cheap. The S and P for five hundred, that is, Um I mean, it's it's at sixteen, seventeen, thereabout. So you need proper earnings growth, or Uh, for earnings to actually beat expectations in order for that multiple to be sustained going forward. Now, um, you know, so the problem with, with earnings is not the problem, I suppose the positive is that the expectation is not that high, so it's not that difficult to beat the expectation currently. So it is doable, but the likes of of the tech giants, uh, it seems as though there might be some disappointing earnings coming out of those, and those have been the the market leaders up until now. So we're in for for definitely interesting times. Um, I mean, if, if we could, if we do see S and P five hundred that has a bit of a retracement due to earnings. Um, one can expect the dollar to maybe weaken a bit more, and that that feeds into to the rand being a bit a uh, bit stronger as well. And we've seen it from the Fed as well. The Fed uh, still being dovish, and you know it, it's uh, up, they are now there's there's a slight uptick in in, in inflation. Um, uh, the, the number of job openings is now at a level which is the lowest it's been for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So up, the same thing we've just discussed for the, some of the local. Uh, companies is happening in in, in the US where they have margin squeeze and um, we'd have to see how that comes into earnings if earnings actually disappoints and then we'll see the market correct if earnings like I said if it meets expectation then the market might stay at the current multiples
0: okay and we'll end this now with my story of the week and it's really the story of the day it's a company called EOH and it came out with a trading update this morning and as we pre record this interview the share price down about 7% on the opening It was down 20% and your attitude towards this as a fund manager. Do you say that mr? Frank who's relatively new in the position as CEO of EOH do you think that his Sort of clear out if you like is something that is a cleansing sort of enema like clear out and all the worst is over And what we saw this morning was the final capitulation from the Bears
1: Yeah, oh, the bulls rather the bulls capitulated <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a very good question. Um, the sector is actually up uh, quite nicely, but EOH is still, you know, it's still going nowhere. Uh, it's, it's it's hard to say currently if everything is out. We'd hope, one would hope that everything is out and can't really get any worse. Um, but I mean, the, the share has been trading at, at these levels since uh, the end of March. It's it's touched almost ten, and it's currently just well, it's now sitting at ten yeah. more or less ten fifty. So um, yeah, look, it's it's hard to say. I mean, with EOH, it seems though nothing surprises anymore, to be honest, because nobody was expecting what, what, what happened. So it might be a bit too early to say whether everything is now out and open and whether it's now cleansed. Um, and, you know, the, the, like we've seen with Aspen and we've seen with quite a few other names, if you've seen a drop like this, it takes some time for sentiment and, and trust to be built into the company again. And I think yes. it's, it's probably going to take some time for EOH to, to turn this around. I mean, uh, people are not going to be piling back in um, unless they can build trust over time. Um, yeah, so it might be a, long, a little while longer before we see some sentiment change in EOH or towards EOH.
0: Anu, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for your time this evening. We probably won't see you next week. Isn't it a short week, isn't it? Easter next Friday? Good Friday?
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it's a short week again. Okay. Yeah, I think we've got lots of short weeks in South Africa. Maybe we should have longer weeks, then productivity will go up and we'll have more manufacturing and more mining production. And, and, and <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. Onu, thank yeah. you. For...
0: That was the weekly wrap and Anu Smith is from Sky Blue Fund Managers in Cape Town. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.